The power of the life-giving cross. In the Apollosis, that is the ending prayers of almost every divine service, we commemorate, right after the Virgin Mary, the power of the precious and life-giving cross. Do we know what we're saying? How do we understand that power? We wear our cross. We make the sign of the cross every day. But what is the power of the life-giving cross? Behind the altar, on the cross, is the corpus of the crucified Christ. I see it in every service. I venerate Christ crucified. And then I step out at the end of the service and I say, may the Holy Trinity protect all of you, especially the choir. Keep them safe. We need them. They do such a beautiful job leading us in worship. And behind the choir, I see the icon of the resurrection. I use this icon in my lectures to explain orthodox soteriology. It's a big word. It means our understanding of salvation. And I explain, I show, this illustrates what we believe about salvation. We don't believe that God poured out his wrath on his son to preserve his holiness or pacify his wrath. It's not what God did. God trampled death by death. He shattered the gates of hell. We see the locks, the keys, the hinges. He raises Adam and Eve from the tomb. Why was he able to do that? He reopens the gates of paradise because he is the only sinless one. Death could not contain him. Death had no hold over him. Now I say the only sinless one in a quick and maybe triumphant matter, as, of course, he is God, he is sinless, without the accompanying sobriety and realization of just what it takes to remain sinless. What stands between the living God-man and the glorious resurrection? It is the crucifixion. What a small thing. We avoid suffering for our convictions from threats of a much smaller nature. Embarrassment, inconvenience, laziness, temptations. What is this saying in Hebrews? In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. When you think of it that way, it puts things in perspective. Somehow God has chosen the worst form of torture and punishment as the means of death and a symbol of his love for us. So that by comparison, there isn't much we can face that would surpass this unjust punishment of the creator of the universe. So seen in that light, we begin to see the power of the life-giving cross. 
on the level that is a level of ultimate sacrifice, humiliation, pain, and suffering, and unjustly, without cause or conviction, which was embraced and endured without wavering, recrimination, hatred, judgment, retribution, in other words, without sin. And this is the cost of conquering death by death, and the title, the only sinless one. He gave the power to the cross by enduring it. He gave the cross power by not wavering. He gave the cross power by not succumbing to evil. He gave the cross power by not collapsing under the weight of its threat. He gave the cross power by standing for truth and righteousness and love in the face of horrible pain and suffering. For us, the cross means forgiveness. For us, the cross means fortification against temptation and evil if we call upon it. For us, it is the power to overcome sin by invoking the life-giving cross. It is the power to face challenges to our faith, strengthen us in the face of moral compromise. It gives us courage in the face of peer pressure and social intimidation. It is a constant reminder of what our salvation cost and to what lengths God went to restore our freedom, as St. Gregory, the theologian, puts it. In our divine liturgy, we do not re-crucify Christ, but rather we have a bloodless sacrifice. In other words, the sacrifice of our labor and material resources to bring bread and wine to God, who, through the power of the Holy Spirit, turns them into his body and blood so that God might dwell in us through Holy Communion. So when we come to these special feasts that remind us of the Holy Cross, the third Sunday of Lent, the veneration of the Holy Cross on September 14th, the elevation of the Holy Cross, we are given the opportunity to reflect on just what is the power of the life-giving cross. And that power consists of example, encouragement, inspiration, fortification, courage. It protects us against the power of the evil one. It gives us the power to forgive those who have trespassed against us. It strengthens us to be heroes in the face of overwhelming odds and not crack under the pressure of fear and intimidation. This is the power in the life-giving cross, and it is up to each of us to access it through prayer and in making the sign of the cross continually on our spiritual journey. For if we apprehend its meaning through reflection and unleash its power through action, then we will conquer evil, not through violence, or hatred, but through love and sacrifice.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.